Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball land today? Well, I tell you, we got a hot one coming up. And it's another hot one. It's like a heat wave out there. But we better enjoy this weather, people, because pretty soon we'll be talking about how cold it is. And I wish I can't wait until summer gets back around to us. Well, all right. Well, let's get it started with episode 34. Man, it seems like yesterday it was episode one. And now we're on episode 34. We're transcending up. I tell you that right now. We're definitely transcending up. And the name of episode 34 is Hidden Agenda. The name of episode 34, people, Hidden Agenda. Well, let's get into episode 34. But before we get into episode 34, you know what we got to do, right? You know what we got to do, right, people? Tap in. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, of course, hit that email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, all right, we're starting episode 34 out of that Celtic building. All right? And we've got new news about one Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is a little unhappy, people. I never, I mean, Coach Luke, of course, never saw this coming. Well, Jason Tatum is a phenomenal ball player, people. An excellent young baller, man. And I tell you this, he's going to be a superstar. It's written all over his game. He's going to be a superstar. But we're finding out that Jason Tatum is really a little disgruntled in the sense of, um, you know, playing for one Brad Stevens. Now, Brad Stevens is an excellent coach. But what Jason Tatum feels is that he's favoring his collegiate um, player in Gordon Haywood. And Gordon Haywood can't do no wrong in the Celtic building. And that makes for dissension when you favor one player. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but these are Jason Tatum's feelings. And so right now, he's talking about it, and he's being pretty vocal about it, all right? He actually is being so vocal about it that um, General Manager Ainge might be contemplating a trade. Wow. Are they really willing to let go of Jason Tatum with all that talent? Well, I'll tell you what. When you have dissension amongst players, something has to give. When you have dissension amongst players, you have to make a choice. Which players are going and which players are staying. So therefore, I guess right now, the way Jason Tatum's feeling and the way um, General Manager Ainge feels about it, it might be best to move Jason Tatum to a happy landing. We don't know that whether that's going to happen or not, but this is what's going on, the type of dissension that's going on still in the Celtic building. I actually thought once they traded Kyrie Irving that all of this type of stuff would simmer down. But I tell you what, it just wasn't Kyrie Irving like Coach Luke said in his his, uh, previous podcasts about the Boston Celtics. It never was just one player that was really, really upset with the goings-on in the Boston building. It was several players, at least six or seven players, and now we're finding out that Jason Tatum was one of those players. Well, I'll tell you, like Coach Luke said once again, Jason Tatum's an excellent baller, man. He's an excellent player. 
but they are not going to sacrifice the chemistry of the team for one player. And so now Jason Tatum has general manager Ainge contemplating making a move. Hint, hint, my New York Knicks. <laughs> but anyway, you know, this is what's going on in the Boston building. And um, Jason Tatum is not too happy with how he's being handled in the um, in the Boston uniform. Well, you know, Jalen Brown had mentioned similar things maybe about two months ago that Coach Luke mentioned on the All Things Basketball podcast also. And so you have a couple of players that are really not happy with how they're being handled in the Boston Celtic uniform. And so, you know, you got to really look at that and kind of examine it and kind of bring the troops together to see if there's any type of happy resolve going on. But that's what's going on out of the Boston Celtic building. Jason Tatum is citing he's really not happy on how he's being used in the offense and how he's being handled as a Boston Celtic. Good news. Good news out of the San Antonio Spur building, people. Tim Duncan is added to the San Antonio Spurs coaching staff. Tim Duncan, Hall of Famer, and in Coach Loop's eyes, the best power forward that has played the game in the history of the NBA. Now, we have a lot of great power forwards that have come down the road and played in the NBA. But just my opinion, Tim Duncan is probably the best uh, power forward that has ever put on a uniform in the NBA. And he's won several championships in, in, in uh, San Antonio building. I'm telling you, he might be, and if, arguably be, the best San Antonio Spur that ever played in a uniform for the San Antonio Spurs. But coming out of the San Antonio building, they've added Tim Duncan to the um, coaching staff, and Greg Popovich has always loved Tim Duncan. He's co- actually called Tim Duncan his uh, surrogate son, and he's really happy to add Tim Duncan to the uh, coaching staff. It's a great addition for the Spurs also because Tim Duncan can really help those young guys that's coming in to teach them the Spurs way. Because when you join the San Antonio Spurs, there's an adjustment period, all right? And who better than to teach these young guys how to adjust to Greg Popovich and the way he likes things done with that strong regiment that he runs in San Antonio than Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan can really bridge the gap for a lot of the young guys that are coming in. So he's definitely going to be an asset for the San Antonio Spurs, no doubt about it. And I really believe he's going to make a heck of a coach, all right? Now, he's in the beginning stages of coaching. I don't know how much he's been around the team. You know, because a lot of times before you get on the coaching staff, you can come to the practices, watch the ins and outs, soak up a lot of coaching knowledge, learn, and then start coaching. But I don't know how much Tim Duncan has been around the Spurs facility as far as on the coaching end. He probably has been in the uh, facility. It's just that the media and people like myself haven't known it, known about it that long. But coming out of San Antonio, the Spurs have made a great addition to their coaching staff, uh, up-and-coming Hall of Famer, and 
my eyes and Coach Loop's eyes, the best power forward that have ever played the game of basketball, Tim Duncan, is now on the Spurs coaching staff. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button. Leave your information and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, okay. Let's keep it going, people. Let's keep it rolling. And before we keep things rolling, I just want to say if you want to be a sponsor to the show or you want your ads to your company to be on the show, hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast. Leave me a message. I'll get right back to you. And also, if you're on the Facebook feed, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button. Leave your information. And I'll also get right back to you. Again, if you want to be a sponsor, on the show or you want your ads to your company to be on the show that's the way that you do it thank you very very much well all right let's get into another situation as you know the WNBA all-star game is this weekend you got a lot of big festivities going on they're really pulling out all of the stops to WNBA but one of the one of the conversations that's on the table this weekend with all of the GMs and all of the WNBA owners, is the rate of pay. Now, you know Coach Lucas talked about the women game needs to get paid a little bit better than what they are getting paid. All right? A lot of people seem to feel that it's the amount of games is why they're getting paid at such a low rate. Well, i tell you what. I mean, I've always been a person of quality. So if you're giving good quality, it could be two minutes, five minutes, or seven minutes, you deserve top dollar. You really do, people. And so I think that's a bunch of nonsense as far as how many games they get play, how many games they pay as far as how they get paid on a regular basis. Now, should they get paid like the NBA players? I'm not too sure because the NBA goes all through the winter and they play 82 games plus the playoffs. So that's a different monster. But I tell you what, they definitely need to get paid more than 150 grand per player. Now that's what they definitely need. And there's a lot of players that do get paid more than that, but it's only an exception. Only a rare exception of players that are making more than the average salary of 150 grand. And so I think, you know, the WNBA at this point needs to broaden their horizons and start paying these young ladies what they deserve to be paid at a rate where they deserve to be paid because I tell you a lot of different sports and of course we stick to basketball and I love basketball and I don't want basketball to be the last dragging last dragon on the board all right meaning you know you have tennis and you have golf that's making great great strides in the women game all right and you don't want the the game of basketball to be the last mohegan on top of anything as far as women getting paid top dollar. And right now, I think it's very important that the WNBA gets a grip on this and changes its fortunes as far as paying these women what they deserve to be paid. I mean, that's just Coach Luke's opinion right here at All Things Basketball Podcast. Now, a lot of people frown upon it. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. But there's nothing under the sun that Coach Luke won't talk about. 
All right. And that's what this whole thing is all about. I think the women should be paid and paid handsomely because they're phenomenal talent. They're phenomenal talent, the WNBA. And I really think they should get paid and given their just due at the, as far as getting a salary that's deserving of their talent. All right. And so that's a situation that's going on, uh, this weekend at the WNBA. As far as when the general managers and owners meet up, they're going to be talking about a whole array of different topics concerning the WNBA. And this is one of the topics that they'll be talking about the pay of the players. And so, I mean, I'm not going to be in the building, but I hope some people are listening because these women really need to get paid, people. They really need to get paid because there's some phenomenal athletes and phenomenal basketball players. And I tell you what, quality is always deserving of top dollar. I learned that when I was very young, and I really, really believe it. Quality is deserving of top dollar. Once again, tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And you know what to do if you need good training. Hit that email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. Chris Paul throwing a little shade at the beard. All right. Now, my previous podcast, um, James Harding, and we call him the beard, but James Harding made a comment that he never, he got along with Chris Paul very well. There was never any problem between him and Chris Paul. He cited that the media made it a problem and there was never any problem and they got along quite well. Well, as you know, Chris Paul has always been a guy that has never missed his words. And so coming out of Chris Paul, when Chris Paul had a conversation with a um, with a reporter, he said, yeah, okay, we never had a problem, right, buddy? He said, but I tell you what, James Harden can continue to exit the playoffs very early, and I'm glad I'm away from him, and better yet, I'm going to a winner. So I don't know what James Harden's talking about because it doesn't sound like coming out of Chris Paul's mouth that they got along at all. And so, like Coach Luke was saying, James Harden was trying to put a little Band-Aid over a situation that everybody knew about. I mean, everybody knew that these two players didn't get along. And so Chris Paul, like I said, he never missed his words, and so he said it. He said, I hope he keeps exiting the playoffs very fast, and I'm going to go to a winner and try to win me a championship. And so that's what Chris Paul uh, had as a rebuttal to James Harden's comments about they never had a problem and they always got along. And, you know, like Coach Luke said, you can tell the two gentlemen didn't get along. Be honest. Just say it. You don't have to hide it. You're not going to get along with everybody. Heck, I don't get along with everybody. All right? And I don't think anybody does. You know, but the fact of the matter is, if you don't get along with someone, you shouldn't be uh, worried about saying it. You're not going to be liked by everybody. So you shouldn't be worried about saying it. All right? Okay. Out of the Miami Heat building, you have 
uh, uh, Pat Riley, who's really pushing for Dwayne Wade to get in the executive position. Now, you know, Dwayne Wade is probably traveling the world with his family and his wife, enjoying the free time, not working out, because you got to remember, before these guys or anybody goes to the professional level, you're really working out nonstop. And I think Dwayne Wade, he might venture into an executive position with the Miami Heat, but I don't believe it'll be this year. It might not be next year, and it might not be the year after. I think Dwayne Wade wants to enjoy life. He wants to enjoy life. He wants to enjoy his family and his kids and and show them a lot of free time. I mean, when you first retire, you know, I think I was telling you guys about Kobe Bryant. You're not going to get Kobe Bryant. You're not going to get Kobe Bryant in an executive position because he just retired. And I feel the same way about Dwayne Wade. You're not going to get this guy in an executive position so soon. He wants to get away from the game of basketball at least two to three years. And then when the dust clears, fine. Then he'll probably take on uh, Pat Riley's offer. But Pat Riley has been very persistent about getting Dwayne Wade in in, in an uh, executive position. Well, I'll tell you what. If Dwayne Wade was in an executive position, then, of course, you know, that would attract a lot of up-and-coming free agents. So, you know, the Miami Heat know what they're doing. But I'll tell you what. Dwayne Wade is a very astute gentleman, too, and he knows what he's doing, too. He wants to relax, enjoy his family, travel the world. If he wants to watch a basketball game here or there and come to a Miami Heat game or any basketball game, that'll be fine with him. But he wants to relax. I really don't see Dwayne Wade jumping into a business suit and being an executive of any NBA team no time soon. But I tell you, coming out of the Miami building, Pat Riley is very, very persistent about getting one Dwayne Wade in an executive position as soon as possible. And that's a great idea on, on Pat Riley's part. He's a very great uh, president of, of operations for the Miami Heat and has been. And he wants to get the best people possible in the building. And, of course, Dwayne Wade would be an excellent addition to the team. But again, like Coach Luke says, I really believe from from afar that Dwayne Wade really wants to rest, relax, heal up, and enjoy the free time for a couple of years before he gets back involved with the NBA. Once again, tap in, people. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button. Leave your information and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, all right. And again, if you want to have, want to be a sponsor on the show, All Things Basketball Podcast, or you want your, your company's ads on the show, all Things Basketball Podcast. Hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. And if you go to Facebook, hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button with your information, and we'll get right back to you. Thank you very much. All right. What did the Clippers do as far as the Kawhi deal? What was 
the hidden gems in the Kawhi deal. Now, from what Coach Luke is understanding, there's an investigation that will promptly start tomorrow morning into the Los Angeles Clippers, and they're trying to find out, other than the deal that we all know about, what went on under that deal, which is were there family seats? Uh, was there luxury boxes? Were there, um, you know, family perks involved with Kawhi Leonard signing with the LA Clippers other than other teams? All right. And so one of the things that I want to say about that is this is an investigation. And a lot of people are saying, Oh, what did Kawhi do? Well, Kawhi didn't do anything that any of the other superstars in the league do, don't do. All right. There's a lot of privileges that a lot of superstars get that we don't know about. I think what happened in Kawhi's situation is that he's going into a new situation and word has gotten out that there was things given other than the max deal. All right. But I tell you, a lot of superstars across the board get favorable things from the teams that they sign with. We just don't hear about it. But we're hearing about Kawhi Leonard because it's public. And maybe because he signed with an L.A. team, it's more public. But, I mean, LeBron James signed with an L.A. team, and it wasn't that public, the certain perks and different things that go along with the deal. So, um, you know, what's going on again? Uh, uh, Commissioner Adam Silver, who's an excellent commissioner, he will be investigating him and his team from the NBA office will be investigating the LA Clippers deal with Kawhi Leonard. What were the things, the perks, what were the hidden gems or the hidden agenda under the, um, under the contract, under the max deal that Kawhi signed? And so that's what's going on with the LA Clippers and the NBA front office. They're really going to investigate everything. And even if they do find certain things, it might not be illegal, people. It might not be illegal because, like Coach Luke said, a lot of superstars have different uh, uh, perks within their contract. We just don't hear about it. We really don't. But right now, with the Clippers and Kawhi, we're hearing about this deal. We're hearing about this deal and the hidden things under this deal. All right? Now, are there hidden things? Where there's smoke, there's fire. Where there's smoke, there's fire. I'll tell you that. And so there, there probably will be some things that the NBA will find out about the Kawhi Leonard Max deal. All right? But the rumblings around the NBA is that the Clippers did everything under the sun to make sure they landed Kawhi Leonard. And i tell you what, a lot of people don't realize one thing about the Los Angeles Clippers. Out of all of the teams that was pushing for free agents, marquee names, some people feel, oh, well, the Knicks were under the most pressure. No, the Knicks were never under the most pressure to land a marquee team. I mean, a, a marquee player or free agent, per se. The L.A. Clippers were under the most pressure, and they treated it that way. All right? The L.A. Clippers are the ones that are competing for the Staples Center building 
with the LA Lakers, which is a storied franchise, all right? They don't have their own uh, building per se. They share a building with the with the purple and gold. And so the Clippers, because of that reason, were under the most pressure to land a big-time free agent. You got to remember the team across the hall has got King James. And so I don't think the Clippers felt they could walk in to next season without a, a, a superstar. And as a result, they wound up getting two. And so great for the Clippers. But I tell you, we kind of got off. What's going on right now is that there's going to be an investigation held as far as how and what went on in the Kawhi Leonard deal for uh, uh, as far as the Clippers and the Kawhi's representation. What were all of the hidden uh, uh, perks within the deal? All right. And again, we don't know whether it's legal or illegal. But like the coach Luke said, a lot of superstars have hidden perks within their contract and within their deal. And so that's what's going on from the NBA's league office and the LA Clippers. All right. Why wasn't the Detroit Pistons more of a player in free agency? Why wasn't the Detroit Pistons more of a player in free agency? Simple people. Cap space. All right. So when they traded for Blake Griffin, they took on Blake's max deal. All right. They took on Blake's max deal. And from what I understand, Blake didn't just have a max deal. He had a super max coming over from the Clippers. And of course, you had Andre Drummond's deal. All right. And so the, the Detroit Pistons, the only way they could have became a big player in free agency was move, sign and trade, sign and trade. And a lot of teams don't like to do that on a consistent basis. They really don't. And so that's the only way that the uh, Detroit Pistons would have became a major player in free agency this past season. And so the reason why they weren't a major player, because they were very reluctant at sign and trade. All right. There's a certain risk that comes with sign and trade people. And so they were very reluctant to sign and trade two to three times. Now, maybe they could have made a move once or maybe twice, but the, um, but the Detroit Pistons really didn't want to do that. They really didn't want to do that. I think they, uh, they like the nucleus that they have in the building and they want to add to it via the draft. That's what the, that's what the Detroit Pistons want to do. They want to add to what they have, um, via the draft. And so, the reason why they weren't a big player in free agency people, it was because of cap space. Now, some people will say, well, heck, look at the Houston Rockets. Well, guess what? The Houston Rockets are gambling. They're really gambling, and they're playing with fire because even right now, they're still $6 million over their cap. So they're gambling, and they're playing with fire. Now, guess what? It might pay off. The Westbrook trade might pay off for them, but I think Houston's in a different position. They're in the Western Conference, and if they don't make that type of move, 
they will drop expeditiously. And so I think Houston really had to make a move like that when Detroit are probably, Detroit Pistons are probably a player or so away from contending for the Eastern Conference. And so that's another reason why the Detroit Pistons weren't a big, big player in free agency. But the Detroit Pistons will be okay, people. They're really going to be all right. I mean, they have a great nucleus. And I'll tell you, Blake Griffin can still ball. Andre Drummond can still ball, all right? They still got a great, great nucleus of young talent, and they're going to continue to evolve through the draft. Now, you might hear about the Detroit Pistons making a trade or two. You never know, because there's always an opportunity for a team to get better in the NBA. There's always an opportunity for a team to get better. And so that's what you have to worry about as far as the Detroit Pistons are concerned. That's all you have to worry about. They're going to be an excellent team, but they just are going to do it slow motion. They're not really in a major, major rush. What they're trying to do is shore up their team um, and, and get in the right position where they can make a move. And again, they're in the Eastern Conference. So there's no heavy, heavy rush because what you got in the Eastern Conference is all of the teams are somewhat even. A lot of the teams in the Eastern Conference are even. I mean, you have your Milwaukee Bucks there. You got your Philadelphia 76ers. But then you have somewhat of a drop-off, and the rest of the teams from, uh, will be fighting for a playoff spot. And so you really don't have to worry too much in the East. You can kind of slow walk your way. And guess what? You reel off seven to ten victories. Listen, you might be in the running to get one of them seven for eight spots in the playoffs. And so that's what's going on in Detroit. The reason why they weren't a major player in free agency, salary cap, people, salary cap. Once again, tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button, leave your information, and I'll get right back to you. Download, share, like. Download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Head coach Nate McMillan of the Indiana Pacers is citing we are going to be a hidden uh, uh, commodity in the Eastern Conference. And I really believe coach is right. The Indiana Pacers are going to sneak up on a lot of people this upcoming season, people. They're going to sneak up on a lot of people. They've got a lot of young talent. And they also, they got their superstar, Victor Oladipo, coming back. And from what I hear, he's coming back very strong. And he should be ready for the beginning of the season. Phenomenal. Torn ACL in two different places. And he will be back in the beginning of the season. I mean, unheard of. But again, these injuries affect people totally different. Where he's coming back at the beginning of the season, guess what? A guy like Clay Thompson won't be back all the way till 2020. So these injuries, people, they affect players differently. They affect your, your, your body structure differently. And so Victor Oladipo will be back. And of course, Nate McMillan is citing all of the great talent that they grabbed up in free agency. All right. They didn't get any 
uh, top tier superstars, but they got a level right under that. They loaded up on the level right under that, people. And I'm telling you, it made their team a whole lot stronger. It made the Indiana Pacers a whole lot stronger. And they're going to contend. They're going to be a playoff team. Now, will they make it in the sixth spot, seventh or eighth? I'm not too sure. All right? The verdict is out on the Indiana Pacers. But they are a good team. And they will be performing at a high, high level this upcoming season. And so you're going to have to look out for the Indiana Pacers. They're going to make some real strong moves in the Eastern Conference. And like Coach Luke said, the Eastern Conference is pretty muddled up. You don't have uh, uh, very, very outstanding teams. You've got two teams. You've got the Philadelphia 76ers and, and you have the Milwaukee Bucks. Those are the two teams that you have in the Eastern Conference. Now, you also have to watch the defending champions, Toronto Raptors. They're going to put up a big fight, and they're also a playoff team. Will they have the opportunity to hoist the trophy again? I'm not too sure. Actually, I'll just come out and say it. I don't think they will. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but I don't think they will hoist the trophy. And so what you have is a lot of teams in the East that are kind of even Steven and you'll be they'll be battling all the way to March, April to see where the standings are in the East. And what that means is that that definitely means Indiana will be in the running. And so Coach Nate McMillan is saying we are a hidden commodity in the Eastern Conference and we're going to be ready to perform at a high, high level. All he wants to do is get his team in the playoffs. That's all Nate McMillan wants is to get the Indiana Pacers in the playoffs, and they really feel that they'll be able to make some real serious noise and some damage, all right? Well, like I said before, if you want to be a sponsor on the show and you want uh, your company's ads to be placed on the show, all right, Hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. All right. Leave me a message. And if you go to my Facebook feed, All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook, hit the email button, leave your information, and I'll get right back to you. If you want to be a sponsor or you want to ask to your company on the show, thank you very much. Well, I tell you, people, it's been a ball. It's been wonderful. Episode 34, Hidden Agenda. All right, and I tell you what, I'll see you on Friday. I'd like to thank, first of all, my whole staff, all things basketball podcast staff that work so hard in helping me out to bring you guys the best show and the best content possible every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. They're an A1 group of people, and I want to congratulate them for helping me as much as they have, and of course, you know, we'll be back Friday at 7 o'clock, all right? Good night. God bless.